and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Seitz. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman, Dynasty Dynasty. <laughs> what? It's Shane Manila. Why are we on all, um, like, government name? <laughs> I don't know. Why was there why was there a delay before you started talking? <laughs> I just I was trying to figure out why you're using my my full government name. Like is someone listening and shit like oh if you're looking for Shane Manila. Right. Wait a second, wait a second. This is episode 115. I have said Shane Manila at the beginning of every single show for 115 he, episodes. He doesn't listen. Does <laughs> no, I don't think that, I don't think that's correct. What what have I what, you're saying that I've only ever said and Shane? I've never said that once. <laughs> Probably. Or my Twitter handle. Um, Shane, We're here with that Shane guy. Shane, oh at, Shane is the worst. At Shane is the worst on the Twitter box. Oh, my God. And, uh, also, follow us on the Instagram, Dynasty Trades HQ. Oh. On Instagram. <laughs> We're putting really dope stuff out on the Instagram. <laughs> And we're going to have a periscope and we're going to have the the best, the best. And these guys don't know it. I, I mentioned it before the show and they both said yes, but they don't know what they're saying yes to. But I'm going to get both of them on TikTok, too. It's going to be pretty funny. No, I know what TikTok is. That's 14 year old girls. They do dances. <laughs> And then they play practical jokes on people. Well, yeah, but there's also a lot of celebrities on there, too. And I think it'll be pretty funny to see. <laughs> okay, so listen, we, we actually have a guest that's sitting in the room laughing. Um, I'm sorry. Tonight, we have Jen Akins here um, at the Monday Mommy. Jen, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey guys, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shane has so, already cursed three times in the opening so far. The news oh, segment I, already. Does nothing for. I'm good. That's, you can you can keep keep on. <laughs> and, and Shane is right. We 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 skipped the news because whatever the news is going on, you guys already all know the combine well, guys, started. There's combine, NFL combine, and um. <laughs> we'll get to that. No, we won't. Who gives a shit? Hey, don't face <laughs> your rankings on the combine unless somebody what, falls man. on their face. Oh my god! See who runs the forty yard dash the fastest because. I, I put my draft picks in order of who ran the fastest. I don't even care if they're good at football. Just like the fastest guys to the slowest guys, and that's how I'm kidding. Wait a second. That's mine by hand size. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just gonna comment. I'm not. I'm not uh, sharing a team with you, Jeremy. If that's what you're gonna do. Um, uh, so speaking of combine, I'm sure Jen, you're all into the combine, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm really not. I, uh, I know. I, I, can't, I just can't get behind all that. People that geek out over the wingspan. And then, no, <laughs> no, not happening. Well, for, for our listeners that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Um, I am the senior editor slash writer at 444 Football. And I um, do, well, actually, I cover, I cover tight ends and kickers for streaming purposes. And then I do all kinds of other things there. Um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell for fantasy purposes. I mean, I could get into my whole life story, but we won't do that. But fantasy wise, that's, that's where I'm at. No, that's pretty, that's pretty great. And it's funny because the reason I made the joke about the combine was because you wanted to let us know prior to doing the show that you're more focused on redraft fantasy football than dynasty, correct? Yeah. I, yeah. And I know it's, it's not a, a common thing to, but yeah, redraft is my jam. I, I stay with it. I've done it for, this will be my 24th year. Um, and I know you listen, I understand the appeal of dynasty. I get it. You know, I get the whole chess and checkers thing that everyone says, <laughs> but, but for me, like, I just, I like, and I like best ball too. I mean, I do play best ball. I just, dynasty, it. like, it's just too much for me. I don't, you know, I, I know my limit. I've got a kid. I've got, you know, I just don't want to, I know if I start, it'll become a whole thing and I just don't want to go there. So it's like, I'm talking about it for 24 years, having played it for 24 years, Mike and I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've been playing it since like 1991 or something. I have 1990 or 91. I forget which. Yeah. Jim's my first year was 96. So I think this will be, yeah, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so long. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah, it's, you know, the olden days. If you think about it this way, so redraft is kind of like cocaine, right? Like you oh, can no. kind of pick it up and stop it whenever you want. What? <laughs> Wait a second. Who can pick up and stop cocaine whenever they want? I know lots of people like weekend <laughs> casual cocaine out. users. Oh and then God. like dynasties like crack. Like oh. once you, you smoke it, you're like, oh, I need more. And then you can't stop. 
Right. And I totally get yeah. that. And I, and I'm not <sighs> one of those, like, I, you know, the, yeah, I just, I kind of know where I am. I pick my lane and I'm there. And I, and I understand a lot of people have tried to convince me to do dynasty and I, and I get it. I just have purposely kind of stayed away just to kind of, for my, my, my sanity, my family's sanity, you know, all that stuff. That is weird though. That is one thing. Like, so when I didn't play redraft fantasy football, I don't know when, I, there was a few years I stopped playing any fantasy a long time ago um, <laughs> before I picked up with Dynasty again. So like six years ago, none of my play, friends that played Redraft were trying to convince me to play Redraft leagues. But everyone you know that plays Dynasty League yeah. tries to convert Redraft players. <laughs> it's true. It's, we're like Jehovah Witnesses knocking <laughs> yes. on everyone's door. Like, have you have you heard the good news? Join, Dynasty join football. Fall. Just do it, man. You join know, it. it's so funny that you say that. I never really thought about it, but you're correct. You know, the co the the crack analogy was right. I don't believe the cocaine analogy was right though. But uh, uh, it, it is true it. that a lot of people do that. However, if Jen focuses on kickers, there's not a lot of dynasty leagues out there that use kickers though you guys i'm a huge i am like the lone there's like three of us out there <laughs> and jenny carter and andy barons i think that's it but like i love kickers i'm all about it and you know what and i jeremy we've talked about this before it makes a huge difference like in, especially just in redraft like people write it off don't care don't give a shit but you know what you're it's like a 10 point swing every week if you actually pay attention and stream them and so, yeah, I'm a huge proponent of kickers and everyone laughs at it. But the truth of the matter is it can actually make a difference in your league. When we used to play in leagues, you know, predominantly with kickers, um, you, I lost so many games based on kickers. And you just write it. I think part of the reason I didn't want to play using kickers is as much about that, not not winning and not knowing who to play. I, I'm really, I mean, you know, it's not my favorite position either. The kicking yeah, game in football, it? but it's there's an angle that's hard to figure it is like in the actual game of football i'm not super into kickers i'd rather them go for it, whatever but like for fantasy purposes i'm totally down with it because if you look at vegas odds you i mean you can actually pick kicker you know and last year i actually did a really good job streaming and so i feel like yeah i feel like it can make a difference and everyone just either just picks one and rides it out through the season and they're like i don't give a shit whatever but if you actually pay attention and you yep. week to week pick the guys that you know you can actually like i said get a, you know a 10 point swing sometimes it's funny, the only league that I still have kickers in is my home dynasty league, but I've had Justin Tucker as my kicker for the last like five years. So <laughs> Yeah, there's only like one or two that you can do that. Just you know, <laughs> Tucker and like Budker. There's a couple of them you could just ride. But if you just stream them every week, it actually, you know, it well, can be advantageous. That's yes. my problem with streaming them is um one, I would, I never want to read a kicker article because I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm better than this. I am better than this as a human I'm being. You, mind every single you should do it. Oh yeah. my God, Chad, that would be so I'll great. Tell you what, if you do, I will read it because I do have at least two leagues where I still have kickers. And I've done things like where I've picked up a kicker that's not even in the league anymore, not even knowing because I pay that little attention to them. <laughs> Well, you know what? Last year was kind of a weird. There was a lot of weird turnover to where, like, midway through the season, I'm doing the articles. I'm like, I could just make up names, and no one would even know. <laughs> is this a real person? I don't know. You know, there was a ton of random. Frank Zappa. That is true. There was a lot of kickers last year. You know, I have a four for four membership, and I and I read your mostly Mike Wallert. I I really love all his IDP stuff and everything. But in the in the leagues where where there's still a redraft where there's kickers, I've read your streaming stuff a lot. In my oh, home league i have justin tucker but when i do these charity ones i don't so i've used your streaming stuff and and added kickers based on what you've written on your articles and you're a good you're a good writer i mean uh, not everybody is so i i mean i'd probably read anything you wrote you could write something about shane and i'd read that well i'm actually i'm a writer i wouldn't for you know like i'm a writer but I mean, that was my you know college all that i'm a writer before i'm a fan of santa's i just kind of ended up in that you know realm but yeah i'm a writer did you did you write anywhere um non-football fantasy football or football related i guess i wrote for bleacher report like okay. in the beginning of my career i was the denver broncos you know whatever i forgot what they call it featured contributor whatever but I, yeah i covered the broncos for bleacher for two seasons and then i kind of i towed the line between real and, and fantasy for a couple years and then i finally just kind of ended up talking to Josh one day and he hired me and I just kind of went full fantasy and I haven't looked back. It's great. I just kind of, I really, I love regular, obviously the NFL and I wanted to work in the NFL. Um, and you know, it's not easy. And so fantasy, I just kind of found my way and, uh, it's been great. And I, and I, I really do not regret making the leap. 
Because there was days where I, you know, spent like the combine. I'm watching all this. I'm like, I'm so happy I don't have to go like cover this crap. Oh man, this time of the year is just rough. Yeah, all over Twitter and everything. I'm like, I don't want. I'm so happy. Like, and especially like the Broncos. It's been such a shit show. I'm like, thank God I don't have to actually cover that anymore. So you went from being down, living down here in South Florida, like we we had talked before the show started that you lived down here in South Florida, and then you went to Denver. So you went from dealing with dolphins to Broncos. I kind of. I took a I took a six year break. I went to college in Georgia. I went to the University of Georgia, oh, and then okay. I lived I, I lived in Atlanta for two years after. So I was in Atlanta. I mean, I was never. I did nothing with the Falcons. I actually worked for the Atlanta Hawks when I lived in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, that was my first job out of college. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of. It's funny when I first got to Denver, I absolutely hated the Broncos. I mean, I've been a Dolphin fan, you know, since birth. <laughs> and Elway was here when I got here, and I was just like, no way, and I hated him. And then it's just like the years – I've lived in Denver now for 23 years, so they just kind of grew on me. And then now that I, you know, I have a kid and he's a Bronco fan, so you just kind of – they grew on me, and I became a Bronco fan. I still obviously – I still love the Dolphins. I always will forever and ever. But, you know, I kind of morphed into, you know – I don't know. It's funny. It you takes know, time. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that feel like you can't have more than one team, but I think that's bullshit. I have to. <laughs> you know, you know, I agree. Part of the reason I went into fantasy was because I was a Dolphins fan and it was very difficult, <laughs> in, you know, in, in the 90s and stuff like that. Well, you, you mentioned that you do kickers and you do tight ends. And that was actually why we brought you on tonight. We were going to discuss with you. We have a lot of questions for you about tight ends. And Jeremy, I know you wanted to start off the conversation with the 2019 rookies. Oh, I just wanted to see how things shook out in uh, 2019 because, you know, the thing the thing with tight ends and, and Jen alluded to it with kickers, the thing that bothers me the most is having to stream positions and think that hard all the time. I love having a good tight end on my team, on my rosters. But I, I wanted to see, talk to Jen before about, you know, rookies and how they were going to fare um, in 2019, how they worked out and, you know, what you learned, what you think going forward on those players, um, the Noah Fants and, um, and so on. Um, and even, you know, the, the sophomore guys like uh, Gesicki and, um, you know, how how are you looking at and valuing those players going forward? It seems like we've had like a, a real um, just explosion of tight end value. So many guys seem like they're poised for success in the NFL. And I want to know what you think about that. Yeah, it's interesting because usually in years past, we kind of have, of course, you know, you've got the top tier and then you're like all the way in, you know, scrub bill. And I feel like now – some of these guys, especially the sophomores, you know, or this year coming up sophomores, and then I guess the guys that will be in their third year, whatever, um, we are getting kind of a middle tier, which is kind of fun. You know, I think, you know, aside from the rookies, I mean, middle tier wise, you've got guys like, you know, you've got Waller, you've got Higby, you know, you've got Andrews, you've got guys that are, that are actually emerging. So it's not just, okay, the top three, and then all of a sudden you're at the bottom. But I think some of the rookies from last year, I think there's there's a few good ones. I, I think not. I think some of them still have a little bit of time. You know, I think, yeah. you know, you mentioned Fant. He's kind of interesting. You know, Fant is a guy that, you know, he's got, obviously he's got big play potential, right? We've seen it. But he really only had two good games last year. So I think this year people are kind of fired up about him. I think, I don't know. I think his ceiling isn't fantastic. I think you've got Drew Locke and Pat Shermer. I don't know that that's going to be a great ceiling. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think Fant is someone that, okay, I dynasty, whatever, but like best ball, you may want to throw something at him later. But I think in redraft, I, uh, I think he might end up being a streamer. I don't think he's someone that I would actually draft and redraft. Um, you've got Then you've got Hawkinson, which I I don't know. I've never been a fan. So, I mean, not that it's been that long, but last year I was, I was not a <laughs> Yeah. on him last year before the season like you know and and then he had I that remember. first game and everyone's like Woo -woo, you know and then oh after my that, gosh he completely fell off and i just i don't know he's someone once again i i'm not going after him in any way i think if you want to throw you know a late round at him in best ball or something or or stash mm -hmm. him and see i guess that's the term but i think that in redraft you know i'm staying away from him um a guy that i do like i like herb smith jr i think mm -hmm. he's one that uh, I mean, he had basically. I was looking. He's had really close numbers to Rudolph last year. I mean, he had 36 receptions for 311 yards. Rudolph had 39 for 367. I mean, the only real difference in those two is obviously in the end zone. Rudolph, you know, can, can dominate there, and, and he's not. I like him. I mean, considering 
also, you know, he's on, you know, the Vikings were run first anyway. So I think Smith did pretty well considering. So he's right. someone I would, I would kind of look at, you know. Um, who else do we have in that in that tier? Oh, you got Josh Oliver. <laughs> he's yeah. excited. No, yeah. no, I don't know. Like he, him. He is. He could be the starter, right? I mean, think about it. Last year, right, Jacksonville went through, I think, seven tight ends, which is insane. But I think Oliver, I mean, unless, you know, there's 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 been some rumors of Hunter Henry going to the Jags. I don't know what that really is. But if right. he's the starter, I guess he's worthy of a look. But, you know, you, uh, you mentioned Josh Oliver. The other one I was going to ask you about, what about Jay Sternberger? Yeah, you know what? I think, well, for, for him, I think Graham is probably a cap casualty, right? We yeah. assume Jimmy Graham's yeah, gone. I think so. So, I mean... You know, he could be the starter, but then, then again, we never know. I mean, the Packers could absolutely sign a free agent. You know, I don't know who they'd be looking at, but um, I think that Sternberger is one of those things. There's all this talk of him with, you know, pass catching ability, blah, 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 but we haven't really seen it. So <laughs> right. I think he's somebody, you know, well, yeah, he got hurt and then Graham was there. And so, you know, I think he's someone you could, you know, once again, throw a dart at late, but I would, I definitely wouldn't target him for a redraft. One other guy is Dawson Knox. I mean, I think he yeah. definitely he has potential. You know, the Bills are kind of weird, and you never know what's going to happen there. But he had a decent, yeah, he had a decent rookie year. I mean, considering, so he's someone that I don't know. So just because I'm a I'm a fan uh, fanatic anyway, and uh, <laughs> he was my he was my my tight end last year coming out of the draft, even though everybody was in love with Hawkinson for. Um, all the wrong reasons um or whatever but uh <laughs> so just looking up uh pat Shermer's history with tight ends um as an offensive coordinator so he had zach Ertz, who i think he had him in his first and his second year zach Ertz had like 859 receiving yards in his, uh one of his years with Shermer. and then just looking at rudolph kyle rudolph who i think i think we agree fans a better receiving tight end than rudolph um Rudolph finished as the tight end. If I learn how to move my screen so I can say it, uh, tight end three in 2016 and the tight end nine in 2017 under Shermer. So that's that. That's what gives me hope for Fant. But yeah, in redraft, I you definitely won't have to draft him early. I don't think anyone's going to be jumping no. on him. No. I mean, the good news is there's really nobody else there right now other than Sutton that's catching passes. So I mean, he could. You know, his volume should increase. I just worry a little bit about his ceiling. But, you know, last year he was a decent streamer in the end of the season. I mean, he was in pretty much every one of my articles just because it's slim pickings anyway. So it was always like, fan, fan, you know. But <laughs> I think um, I think he definitely has potential out of that, you know, out of the rookie crew or I guess the sophomore crew now. Yeah, and then like you were saying, Jay Sternberger, um, Green Bay, that – I liked him before the before the season, but the, yeah, he didn't. I don't. I don't even remember what happened to him in the season. Was he on the IR all year? Well, yeah, that that was the reason I brought him up because just like the Josh Oliver thing, both of them, Jace and Josh, yeah. there was a lot of talk about them going into the season, and then both of them were injured and didn't play. That's why I had mentioned him when she was talking about Josh. Because I think weren't, and I could be wrong, but I think Dawson Knox, Josh Oliver, and Jay Sternberger were all third rounders. Just I just looked up Sternberger somehow. It says he played six games, but did he? did he? Well, it was late then. It was late then. He didn't play in the beginning of the year. It must have been yeah, late because I had him played, on IR. He played weeks nine through. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there and you then go. it says here, yeah, he had one target. So I don't know. <laughs> it's not good. Third rounder. Yeah, no, yeah. not ideal. So yeah. Josh Oliver went in the third round. He was the first of the three to go to Sternberg. obviously the Jags. But if they're already looking at trying to get Hunter Henry, um, that doesn't bode well for him. Um, Jay Sternberger went to Green Bay, third round, uh, 75th overall. And then I don't feel like looking any longer. Kalal <laughs> Waring, that was a guy a lot of us liked. And he yeah, did nothing. I, I think that guy's <laughs> going to be pretty good, honestly. Um, uh, and Dawson Knox. Uh, yeah, Dawson yeah. Knox went in the third round as well. So we had all these third round tight ends that especially in Dynasty and I'm sure and I like regret. them all. I mean I think yeah. they all have talent um you know to, to work out. I, the funny thing in Jacksonville is that they had so many tight ends and you know they I don't know they got hurt and they but they used them a lot. I don't know how that's going to shake out with uh, Jay Gruden now but I remember Jen you were really you know in best ball and redrafts you you were looking at Jeff Swain as a value last Oh yeah year. I love him. Screwed me. He got hurt. I loved him. But you <laughs> 
<laughs> then he came back at the end. I remember I was so... Yeah, turned it on at the end, right. I was like, all my best ball shares are finally going to do something because I had him everywhere because he was available. And so I always was just grabbing him in the 20th round because I was like, there's nobody else there. But, and he uh, was actually good in Denver at the end of 2018, wasn't he? Didn't he have a few games where he was decent? He wasn't in Denver. He was, was in Dallas. Den it wasn't him. So I'm getting him <laughs> confused with... Uh... Yeah, he was in Dallas before that. Uh, there's another tight Virtual end. Green? I'm no. I was another guy that I'm confused oh. with. It's all right. Yeah, I, I, I could cut that out. That's fine. <laughs> nah, yeah, whatever. That's fine. I would cut it out. I'll leave it in. <laughs> you know, the the one that I got late in a lot of leagues last year was uh, Darren Waller, and he seemed yeah. to show up really great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Darren Waller was, was, was a monster, right? Darren Waller was tight end three overall in fantasy points last year. And he, and so he was easy to get late last year in every league that I got him. I had him and Mark Andrews completely, like, carried every one of my teams last year. And I got them both late, and they were great. So, Jen, how are you concerned at all that Darren Waller is a product of one, uh, whichever car it is, quarterbacking there? Just <laughs> he always he always says the yeah. wrong one, Jen. That's why he says that. I, yeah. I do it all the time with, with those guys. Those so um, he has a, he has this you know hard on for tight ends, and also as soon as uh, Hunter, <laughs> Jesus, I can't remember anyone's name tonight. Hunter Franklin. The little, the little slot receiver. Uh, oh Hunter, my God. God damn it. Oh, yeah, Renfro. the punching kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as, as soon as he started seeing targets, Waller, it seemed like his targets decreased. Are yeah, you concerned? Something definitely changed. That, there was like that a Wall line of demarcation where like suddenly Waller wasn't doing that. Like you said, Shane, yeah. the stats just changed, dude. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna let other people reach for Waller because I mean, obviously, right now ADP is kind of the wild west. But I know in like right now, he's a six rounder in redraft, and I think he's a um, let's see, who are we talking about again? Darren, <laughs> Darren Waller. Darren Waller. <laughs> he's a fifth rounder in best ball right now. On you know, uh -huh. on, uh, best that seems ball. high. Yeah. So like yeah, I would get him in like the seventh or eighth or whatever, but I don't think he's gonna be there. So I'm gonna let other people take him. I would rather, you know, I'd rather go with Andrew. Well, it depends. I'd rather go with Andrews or even like Higby. You know, wait farther and go down. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm usually in, in my normal. I'm usually a either re, you know either either top three guy or wait for the bottom. But I That's don't know. That's what I was just gonna ask you. So a top a, a top three top tier guy or wait until you um until later in the draft so that's your strategy you miss on it those is. top guys that you can plug in every week and that's how you ended up right with um andrews and waller is that because early yeah. on in early best balls you were probably scoring on those right uh, tell the yeah. listeners how you how you play that i don't want to speak for you but <laughs> i think i get where you're going with that no i mean no that is that honestly that is it and it's funny because a lot of people don't want to go for like the kelsey kittle but i actually um in preparation for this podcast <laughs> i actually looked up like opportunity costs last year of of kelsey kittle and Ertz just to kind of see mm -hmm. um so kelsey was 17th um for non-quarterbacks right in ppr points so he was 17th overall. So it sits right in the second round where he's going. Kittle was 33rd, and then Ertz was 41st. So that's among non-quarterbacks for total, you know. So yeah. people wonder if it's worth it to go for those guys. You know, when you look at that, it is. I mean, they're gonna you're, they're gonna get you you know similar same points as, as other guys in that range. Um, but yeah, last year my, my strategy was that I either if I, and obviously it depends on where you are in a draft and, and who's there and all that. But I'm either going to go for one of those guys or I'm going to wait and, and wait farther down. This year, though, is a little different. I mean, those guys like Waller and, you know, um, Andrews, they're going to go a little sooner. So, I mean, you have to decide if those guys are worth it. If, you know, like you said, if Waller is just kind of, a, you know, was in the right place at the right time last year and then his, you know, he's going to decrease this year. Who knows? I mean, you know, there's other people that obviously love Hooper, you know, and Ingram and, those are guys that I don't go for usually. Um, but then again, Hooper, you know, if you if you were lucky enough to grab him last year, he was great. But he's like, you know, as I've said, he's the unsexiest tight end out there. I mean, he's really? just something that I never, I never want to go with Hooper. And he's also not guaranteed to be uh, on the Falcons this year, right? No, I don't think he is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, things that I've read say that he's probably not. They don't have the money. But right. I, I think he's going to get paid somewhere. I do. 
at the combine, um, I forget the Atlanta GM's uh, name, but he basically said we're going to let let him. We want to bring him back, but we're going to let him test the open market. They right. don't have they have like the third least cap space or something. They can't afford to bring him back at this point. Right. So what do you think? What do you think for? I mean, you already said what you just thought about him. What do you think about him <laughs> if he goes somewhere else? So. I guess it depends on where he lands. I mean, I don't even know where the rumors are flying of where he's going to go. I don't even know who. I mean, there's probably a lot of teams out there that could use a tight end. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> there's it's definitely. It's the same with like, well, hold on, let me see. It's the same, yeah, good. you know, someone like Ebron. It's like, I don't want to touch him, and a lot of people won't touch him, but I'm sure there are teams out there that are, you know, they're, that will sign him thinking that, you know, they're going to get Ebron from 2018. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, Offense he's dependent, yeah. It'd be nice yeah. if, if we could get this normalized version of Eric Ebron in between <laughs> the guy that dropped everything in sight and then, and the guy that all he did was catch touchdowns. If I could just get an Eric Ebron that gets like 65 receptions a an year, 750 yards. You don't, though. You either get the – yeah, you get the, the stud or you get the guy who drops and runs bad routes. Yeah. <laughs> of the two, though, Hooper – got to believe Hooper would have a good chance on another team because he's, uh, you know – uh, pretty complete tight end um, all around. Obviously, he's not you know necessarily the athlete and, and pass catcher that Ebron could be if he was consistent. But he's a consistent. Hooper's been consistently good. So I mean, I would buy him over Ebron. You know, not knowing landing spot, I guess. But landing spot's going to determine those guys. I think. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Same with Henry. I mean, Henry's a guy that you know some people are. You know, he's he, he's you know his injuries. He's burned people for sure. You know. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, he's missed, I think, 20 games in the last two seasons. But when he's, you know, I know, but he's a to But when he's on, he's on. He's huge and he's athletic and, you know, he catches things. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, the only thing, the only rumor I saw was the Jags. I don't even know if that was real. So I don't know where else. But you didn't hear the Patriots? <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody's the Patriots. That, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, you know, as most things on uh, Patriot-related player movement started on Twitter. Yeah. With right. just some random saying, you know where it would look great there? Because yeah. any white wide receiver or any tight end that exists has to end up with the Patriots. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, Jen, as a, uh, a co-Dolphins fan with your Denver Broncos, <laughs> what do you think about Gusecki over there in Miami? Yeah, I mean, similar to the guys that we've discussed earlier, he's someone that I would do. I would throw something out in best ball or, you know, maybe you take him in. I don't know. Redraft, I'm not – I don't know that I'm going anywhere near him really for that. I just am not sure. I mean, yeah. we don't know yeah. really – I mean, is, are we looking at Fitzpatrick as the actual starter again? I mean, what's – I don't know exactly. I haven't been really paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> In Dolphin camp, or not even camp, whatever, offseason. So I don't know what's happening there, but, I mean, the Dolphins, last year was weird. I mean, all of a sudden, he kind of showed up, which is great. I mean, everyone expected him. But <laughs> I just don't know that I would – He's like, to me, he's a streamer. Like, he's not someone I'm going to trust as my tight end, that's for sure. You know, no. I think that he's someone that, you know, best ball, sure, maybe – but in, in redraft itself – I think that he's someone that, you know, is a streamer and he may, if he catches on in week four and, and you grab him and then you ride him for the rest of the season, that's awesome. But um, I don't think I'd put all my eggs in the, in the Gusecki basket. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I know, I know you're not paying, t paying attention to combine stuff, Jen, no. but uh, the news du jour <laughs> hand size she is today, <laughs> either today or yesterday. I don't know. They all, yeah. Hand size is important to women because bigger hands. <laughs> I was just going to say gloves. that's the only reason I'm paying attention to that. Oh <laughs> my gosh. But uh, I will say this, that there actually is no correlation between uh, big hands and big feet and other things. Uh, you know but you just said gloves. You, there's definitely a correlation. No, well, I, gloves, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely. I agree with you. I yeah. will agree with you there on that because I, <laughs> I live with someone that I will agree is, <laughs> has smaller hands than me, but the rest is fine. So, so Jen's husband or yeah. co-habitat has a big schlong. <laughs> I'm over here with Joey Burrow hands. It's not small. It's just, you know, oh my it's God. huge. It's huge. Just, just say it, Jen. Massive. It doesn't matter if it's true. She said it's massive. You talked hear. over. <laughs> she said massive. So, anyway. so, oh my God. Uh, there was a point to that originally. We're talking um, about the combine and something. We were talking about Kiseki. I don't know. Well, if that no, 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 no. Yeah, actually, Mike Kiseki, So a lot of talk about him playing the big slot on the, the, for the Dolphins <laughs> next year. The big slot. 
He loves his adjectives. <laughs> and he did the air quotes that he makes fun of me doing. Um, <laughs> By the way, I haven't heard the word song in a very long time. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, it's a great word, and I just don't hear it. it. Is. Well, you're not a guy. Can we put that in the title of the show? That would be great. <laughs> this, the schlong? I haven't heard a schlong in a long time. Or... That, I mean, is that Yiddish? Is that like... Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I think yeah, it you is. know what? My, yeah. uh... My estranged wife is Jewish, is person, Jewish so. and her my mother-in-law's in town. So <laughs> my current mother-in-law, soon to be, I don't know. Oh no! Um, so I'll text her and ask her, like, "Hey, is Shlom Yiddish?" <laughs> All right, maybe look, I could just Google it. Look, I should probably Google it. It's less awkward. Text my dad that because he actually knew Yiddish. But oh, that's oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no! This show right. is just a wait, wealth wait. of information. <laughs> if you don't listen to this show, you're missing a lot. It's All right, let's time. let's let's kind of steer everything back. Let, let's go. When you talk about Gazeki, you know, the yeah. opposite would be O.J. Howard, where so many people oh. were so excited about him, and then it just kind of fell flat. What do you think about O.J.? Yeah, no, no, not not touching O.J. this year. And I didn't touch him last year either. I just, Same honestly, year. I would rather go with Bray, like, as a 20th rounder, and then go with Howard. I just, I don't know. Obviously... I mean, last year nothing's changed, right? This year right. we're coming. It's it's the same, the same coaching staff, the same. It's going to be the same. I mean, I just don't see him all of a sudden breaking out and and have, being the guy that we all thought he was going to be at some point. I think we're looking at more of this. I mean, he may get more volume. They may try whatever, but I just I don't think he's someone that I, I don't know what his. Let me see. I don't know what his ADP. I mean, last year he was like a fourth rounder. Yeah, he was very. He was he was pretty. Yeah, he's pretty much fourth overall behind the big three guys. Well, because. Yeah. Every one of every one of not every one of us, but a lot of us <laughs> completely ignored Bruce Arians' history and said, "Well, he's never had a tight end like O.J. Howard," which was true. But we underestimated how stupid Bruce Arians is. Oh my God! And assumed that he's well, he's shown that he's not yes. actually terribly good at coaching football or personnel because he wants to bring in. Philip Rivers and, and over no, James, you know, no, today, today they're saying they're offering Jameis a two-year extension. That, that's been all oh, over the well news. Then, you know what? That's not his doing. Cause if you listen to his quotes, he's an asshat. But that was like a month ago, right? Doing. Yeah. But I agree with Jen. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's changed there. Nothing's yeah. changed. I agree. Well, especially I, I if it, last year, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, especially if Jameis signs a two-year extension, then definitely think, no, nothing's yeah. changed. All this, all the same as this year. I, I liked that people were high on OJ Howard last year because I wasn't, and I liked that people decided they wanted to bail on Zach Ertz for absolutely no reason because his production was still fine. I, I like that too because both things worked in my favor. But I think that's the thing with tight ends. Um, it's like we bake in these ideas about these guys because we just don't know. It's like what they're gonna do. What they're. I mean, we don't have a great idea, and we're trying to project them for things like. Shane alluded to um, with O.J. Howard. Like, well, Arians has never had a tight end like this, so he's bound to use him as a receiver. I don't. I just think O.J. Howard's overrated. But what do you see happening in the NFL that affects your rankings the most? The kinds of things like tight ends, free agents changing teams for better or worse. Um, what kinds of trends do you do you see that affect how you jump into a best ball or a redraft or you know value your tight ends? What what happens to your rankings and why? No, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like as far as next year goes, I think there's a couple things that are, you know, you've got guys that are shifting, obviously guys that are retiring. You've got, you know, like like the Ian Thomas and John New Smith. They're obviously going to bump up a little bit because you've got, you know, Greg Olson is gone. And I think Delaney Walker, I don't know if he's gone, but I assume <laughs> he's never going to retire. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Delaney Walker, but I think. You know, I think, you know, guys like that, you know, will get a bump up, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's February. So it's tough to really know kind of what what else is going to happen. We have to kind of see how the rest of the free agency shakes out so we can kind of see, you know, where things are going to go. I mean, you've got, you know, like there's guys we haven't talked about that are kind of in that middle weird bubble like Doyle, you know, and, and it's Joku. And it's like, what you know, Herndon. It's like, what do you do with guys like that? I guess we have to kind of wait and see. It's a little early to tell where those guys are going to land or, or, you know, as far as rankings go. Yeah. I just want to, I want to find out this time of year, what you're doing to get yourself ready to draft tight ends and start, I mean, in, um, you know, what you're doing this time of year to get ready to draft tight ends, you know, going into this season and um, your redrafts. That's well, as I said earlier, you know, first I kind of take a look at, at the top guys and, and make sure they're worth it. Right. Because if you're, 
you know, if you're going to sacrifice, you know, a first, second or third pick, you know, for a tight end, you want to make sure that the value is there and you're not missing out. You know, so like I said, you're going to look at opportunity costs, see the guys around them, see if they're worth it. And, and really, you have to do that for every every round. But um, then I kind of go down and, and go to the next tier. Like, OK, so you've got the Andrews, the Waller, you know, who, basically the next tier and, and see are they worth it? Are they going to be someone that's, you know, going to get me enough points, you know, to, to make it worth you know, value of having them. Um, and then, you know, then I kind of see, okay, you've got rounds, you know, four through six, maybe I'll grab this guy if he's there, maybe not. And then kind of see after that, okay, you know, then I'm just going to wait or I'm just going to stream because, you know, I, I do write the streaming article. This will be my fifth season writing a tight end streaming article. So I do practice what I preach sometimes and do decide to stream. Um, if, if those guys aren't available, like, I'm not afraid of that. Some people really are scared to stream or to, you know, don't want to stream and they yeah, want I don't like it <laughs> and they see, yeah. but like, I'm not afraid of it at all because you, you know, based on matchups, it depends. I mean, you know, would I, I rather, like have, so, you know, Kelsey or and, and someone solid, of course, but if I miss out on those guys, depending on where I am in a draft, I'm not afraid to kind of just be like, all right. Cause the thing is with tight ends. There's always going to be someone that emerges that, you know, yeah. you can grab in week two or week three, or there's, you know, sadly guys that are suspended or whatever that'll show <laughs> back up and, you know, people that get hurt. And so you can always kind of fill in the gaps. It's not like where you're trying to find, you know, a running back. I mean, it's so much harder in that, in that, you know, tight ends, there's always going to be someone that's going to at least, you know, possibly get in the end zone and, you know, get you 10 points or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> See, I think for redraft, I think for redraft, you have it with both of the positions. You do kickers and you do tight ends. Both of those positions in redraft, those are pretty good for streaming as opposed to, like you said, running backs or wide receivers. When do you start doing stuff for four for four to really start putting out, do you put out any lists or anything or do you just wait till the season and you do the streaming stuff for the website? Um, no, I, we, I, no, we have articles I've already written. I've, we, yeah, we, we just put up some, I did like a look back at tight ends from 2019. So I kind of did that. I did, I did one for wideouts as well. And then we start, um, we actually have just been having meetings and, and getting our content ready. So we're about to roll out a bunch of best ball content. And then, um, we start doing player profiles and free agent stuff, but I don't do any rankings. That is all John Paulson. That is his baby. That is his everything. So nobody else ranks a four for four, um, other than him. So I don't, I don't actually do any of the ranking. I just kind of, but yeah, so, you know, during the off season, we'll just start doing a bunch of, you know, random different content. I actually have some kicker stuff coming out, which I know, <laughs> you know whatever. Some may read it, some may not. Um, I still then, enjoy it. I think it's good strategy anyways. And really, and well, here's the thing. Closer to the season, we do perfect drafts. So we'll go through and, and, you know, we'll do each position. So from the one hole all the way through and then just, you know, Kind of do our perfect our perfect draft those are usually later like in july and august but um yeah so that's pretty much what we have going on there's never you know there's there's a mild break like i said this is literally the first thing that i've even done football wise since the super bowl <laughs> thanks um, for like that. warming you up yeah oh, no. exactly two articles but other than oh, well, that, other I than that so Shane, you, you wanted to ask something, Shane? Well, no, I was just going to say, um, I know we're making fun of kickers and stuff, but you are honest, probably <laughs> 70% of the people that play in fantasy leagues play in redraft and they play in leagues with kickers. Absolutely. Um, yep. I know we think Dynasty's huge and uh, Superflex is huge and things like that, but we're actually the, 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 the niche market. Um, <laughs> It's what? weird though because Twitter is deceiving. It's like it's very it's much so. Everybody plays Dynasty, but in the real world, like nobody plays. You know, it's it's weird, but it, it's the same. Yeah, it is pretty yeah. funny too because well, we don't think about it, but not only do they have kickers, but they also have team defenses. That that to me is crazy still too. I'm in <laughs> I'm in the same leagues that have kickers. I think I have at least I know I have one league left. Oh, oh wait, I'm in a couple FFPC leagues, and you yeah, have so carry. you have you have yeah. kickers and yeah. We have team defense in every one, oh but I God. am like, literally, that is my last round. I don't, I stream <laughs> no matter what. I don't even think I pick, I pick whatever, literally whatever team I see. I just pick it. And exactly. Then I, I don't I, even pay attention. I usually pick the one who has the latest bye week. That's what I think. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we had, you know, a lot of times we talk about trades that, that, that we've done on the show, but what we actually did since you were going to come on and talk about uh, tight ends, we went over some of the requests that we got this week 
on our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ, where people asked us a poll question about tight ends. So we figured we'd bring up a couple of those and see what you thought on the questions that we had. Uh, <laughs> and, I love the first one. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have read it. <laughs> well, so um, <laughs> on Twitter, we had a question from Micah underscore Dynasty FF, and he asked us in Dynasty, which Unfortunately, Jen, I know that you do redraft, but it can actually be answered, even though we talked about both of these guys. Which would you rather have, Mike Gazeki or O.J. Howard? You know, I saw that, and I actually I responded to that poll, and it's definitely Gazeki. Even though I don't love Gazeki, I still would pick him over Howard. Is that a redraft and in best ball, and I guess dynasty? Because... <laughs> yeah, all, all of the above. Yes, great answer. <laughs> Go ahead, Shane. You were about to say it, something. You know what's funny, though, is you, you look at that. Kaseki ran away with that poll result, 62% to 38% in O.J. Howard. If you would have asked that question, well, oh, honestly, Kaseki was that wasn't rookie. even a question. I mean, that was yeah. like, no one would even, no one would ever. But you, yeah. I just think O.J. Howard just burned the entire fantasy community enough that nobody's willing to step up and, and you know, back mm -hmm. him. Well, well, that's I still love him, and I'm hoping that Arians <laughs> gets fired after another horrible season next year, <laughs> and then maybe they get a guy in there that can use a tight end that can run, you know, a four four and that averages 15 yards reception. That's you know, my but hope. Sometimes, wide receiver. sometimes you just get those guys that you love, no like it's like Austin Safari and Jenkins. Like I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll forget to bet that guy till the end of time. I love it, you know. I all I always I I, I was a fan, but unfortunately, you know, he didn't pan out so well. Oh but my god, I, I loved him. I forgot about ASJ. <laughs> Already? Well, I did. Jags Already. I almost mentioned him because we were talking about the Jags, but I didn't. But yes, I <laughs> you know, the, the the next one we had on here actually has a rookie pick, and I know you don't really um, deal with rookie picks, so maybe Shane and Jeremy can weigh in a little bit on this one. But uh, we, we had a, a question from uh, MSAFRUK uh, on Twitter, and he asked, which would you rather have, Hunter Henry or the 2.02 yes. in the rookie draft this year? Henry. Okay, why? Well <laughs> you just say Henry, Be because it, that's the answer. <laughs> um, I want I want Hunter Henry. I know he's been injured, and I, I don't really value him like a lot of people. I don't like many people. I don't own him in a ton of places, but I still would rather have him as a starter on a team than the than the uncertainty of the two hundred two. I think I could get more for him than the two hundred two in return as well. I think someone would pay up, like the two hundred one maybe <laughs> or the one twelve. But um, I, I think I want Hunter Henry on my team instead of the picks. Um, Personally. Shane, is it Superflex? Uh, I should say Henry. This should be yeah. Henry by a lot. I, I shouldn't so even too. ask if it's Superflex. Yeah, but is it? Is it, it doesn't say. But uh... I'll assume it's one quarterback because uh, I saw a poll earlier, and that apparently is the standard um, by a, a wide majority. Uh, I'll take Henry. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can pass up a top a guy that has top five tight end potential for. Yeah, a, a pick that's going to have a what twenty five percent hit rate. Yeah, the for me that would be the the choice too. It's like probably what the the was it the what was it two or two? So that's like the yeah. the fourteenth pick in the draft. Um, we do have hey, another. Just real quick though, real yeah. quick. Look okay. at Troy uh, at Troy A Allen at Jesus Christ. I'm illiterate. Yeah. Troy Allen two thirty. What? Um, his picture, his Twitter, Javi. That dude is diesel. <laughs> I'm just saying he's gonna say next. This, this isn't the next poll, but uh, yeah, good job, buddy. Yeah, I saw the picture. Okay, <laughs> well, I do have another one here that's not on the show sheet actually, and it's from uh, a friend of ours that we all know. It's from Ardvark TV, um, uh, Mike Fanaro. But he asked in a tight end premium, who would you rather have? So for Jen, it would be: Would you rather have Austin Hooper in a tight end premium or Terry McLaurin? What's the premium? It just says tight end premium. That's all it says. Like one and a half? Or it it just says tight end premium. That's all it says. Well, that's a half-assed question. Well, so that's I'm all he wrote. Say... So go at, so go after Fenaro then. That's what he wrote. Okay. <laughs> you guys, uh, what's happening? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Really? People are wondering. The, the pictures all just changed. I don't know why. But uh, okay. uh, so what do you think, Jen? Okay. Um, I'm sorry. What, what was it again? Hooper or McLaurin? Yes. I Let's mean, go. 
It depends when, what pick, what round, what you're doing. Um, uh, and it depends where Hooper goes. I'm going to go Hooper. I don't know. I, I don't like the Redskins. I just don't like – I don't know. It's a weird, like, personal. I just don't draft any of them. I don't like them. I mean, if McLaurin ends up falling to me in some situation where he – whatever, but – I guess I'll go Hooper, even though I don't love Hooper either. But yes, Hooper is my answer. Jeremy, I know your answer. You, you know I'm going to say Hooper? No. no Seriously? I'm going to take straight up like that. I'm going to take Terry McLaurin. Of course. Yeah. I'm but biased. So premium. Remember that. You're getting a point and a half. Yes, but he loves Terry McLaurin, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could go either way. I could be convinced. But yeah, I'm going to go McLaurin with that Hooper trade. And Shane, you could tell oh, Fanaro that you. Yeah, uh, was that a trade? It was. Or you mean who to draft? Well, trade. It was a trade. It was a trade. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, same. You know, same difference. Same, which would yeah. you rather have? Which would you rather have? It doesn't say a trade. It just says which would you rather have. So value. Yeah. Okay, got it. I mean, maybe if I don't know, based on that question, it's so open ended. Is it a three point premium <laughs> tight end league? Because if it's a three point PPR for tight ends, I'm taking that. Are, are there touchdowns count at double? Hey, Fanaro, um, you know what's going on here. You can deal with Shane on the side I'm if you saying, want to. I'm just saying, is it point per first down for tight ends, but not for wide receivers? There's a lot of variables there that oh I, can't, I can't answer that correctly. Uh, do you but know in how a many vacuum, because t- Michael hates that. Um, in a vacuum. Hey, I'm gonna I agree. It's, it's all a, a 1.05 PPR tight end. <laughs> Uh, premium league, which is barely a premium, not point one point five, one point oh five, and I'm going to say McLaurin. I hope, I hope Fanaro hears this. So, but if it's uh, one point seven five or more, <laughs> then I will go Hooper. One point seven five is a lot. Yeah, two points practically. Sure. Oh yes. my gosh, I, I, I I'm in a I'm in a two point PPR tight end league. <laughs> I'm hey, let so- me ask you that. You know what's funny? You know what I just uh, noticed, guys? What? They both, in, the, in the leagues that I'm in, they both scored exactly 186 points last year. Really? PPR score. Maybe that's Hooper. why he has PPR. that up there. Maybe. Hooper if it's tight end premium. There you yep, go. There you go. That would be the tiebreaker. <laughs> if people could see the video, which we don't have tonight, Jen put her hands up in the air. <laughs> um, hey, a, I win. <laughs> so let's just jump into our patron episode. And, um, wait, 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 wait. Before we jump into our patron episode. What, He's the greatest derailer ever. It is so crazy. I was going to see if Jen wanted to jump on it because we can continue talking about tight ends and tight end premium. I'm so confused. I only I'd see like half the face. It's I, so weird. I, I know. It's so, you know, Shane was actually on a show. used sh- to do that, but he changed location. I know. And he was on a show last night. Shane, what, which what show were you on yesterday? Hi, I'm Shane. Can you hear me? He's like that. Uh, no, the, yeah. He was, well, I didn't realize they were taped. Like I, but you, <laughs> I'm not used to being on video. So, so the, you know what I mean. Like someone's YouTubing it, and I'm just like, uh huh. And that's why I mentioned it. And people can't see it right now, but what Chen is speaking about is Shane. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, is in the lower right hand corner of his video, and you've got this giant open space on the left of his head. It's it's actually pretty funny. Taking up corner of it with his face. I was going to say something earlier, but, you know, being nicer than Shane, I decided to let it go. <laughs> but, Jen... I know it's all confusing and this happens to us sometimes it goes all over the place but what he's asking you is when we wrap up the show we do usually do a Patreon show would you mind sitting with us for a little bit it's only about 10-15 minutes talking with us on a Patreon show okay well then before we wrap it up Shane Jeremy do you guys have any other questions for Jen before we wrap up the show and go on to the Patreon show yeah it is weird with Dynasty though like it's it's the only like form of fantasy where we feel compelled to force people to join us. Yeah, it's weird. Like I used to have people that would honestly try to bully me into it, but I think people just gave up and I just don't, you know, I don't even engage with that when people are like, oh, it's chess for, you know, it's like you're, you're not insulting my intelligence by telling me I don't play Dynasty. I'm cool. You know, I'm good with it. I've never tried that tact where I'm like, oh, well, you know what I mean? But I have tried to like, you'll like it better. And they're like, how do you know? And I'm like, I just know, just do it. Yeah, and that's my only point earlier when um, we were talking about different things was that I wanted Jen to understand that I, I mean, a lot of us get that redraft and dynasty are two different ways to play a game, and the level of competition for me makes the biggest difference in how challenging the league is. I mean, no, I knew, you can clean up in dynasty leagues and stuff. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying, and I agree with it because there are certain leagues that it's like it's, you know, like I, I'm in one redraft league that it's legit. I mean, everybody in there, you know, is it pays attention, knows what they're doing, you know. And then you could be in other leagues where it's like, 
you could just yeah. run the table just by barely doing the minimum. <laughs> well, I think Jen, yeah. if you ever do decide to do dynasty, let yeah. us know and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll help you out uh, getting into a league. Everybody always wants to be in a league with Shane. So we'll, we'll work something out for you. <laughs> why, why do you why do you think that is, Mike? No, I'm just kidding. Shane, oh, Shane believe me, me, Jeremy, I know why. It just it does, that's not why most people want to, but I know why I want to. Um, so listen, Jen, thank you so yeah. much for joining us tonight. I know some things go all over the place and people comment to me a lot of times that I have one of the hardest jobs in podcasts to keep everybody on track. But uh, uh, before we go, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you anything else you want to let people know uh, sure yeah i am uh, on twitter at the monday mommy and i am at four for four uh yeah that's pretty much all that i am that's awesome yeah my brain um yeah no I, you know you can find yeah i write I write, like I said, I write a streaming kicker column. I write a streaming tight end column. I write a dead weight report every year, you know, players to drop, you know, every Tuesday. And I do, yeah, I, oh. yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what the hand size are. No, that's a cool. Right? I'm going to be doing a hand, hand size article coming out after the combine, ranking every player, every position by hand size, all the way down the line, including O line. Yeah, it'll all be there. <laughs> you know, you kind of blew past it, but that's actually a pretty interesting thing. You write an article every week of the, who to drop dead weight. Yeah, it's called the Dead Weight Report. I do it every Tuesday, um, and it's basically yeah, guys, guys that you know are safe to drop and redraft. That you know, yeah. So I, I this is the first year I did it, and it was it was actually super fun. I loved it. It was my favorite article to write of the week. That sounds cool. That sounds like a fun. Right, well, thing. there's a couple things. So yeah, I got a couple things now. I want to talk to Jen about on, um, <laughs> the patron show. Okay. Um, so if you're not a patron, um, off because you're not getting to hear any more of this. <laughs> Um, and if you are a patron, oh good for you. Well, wait, let's wrap it up. Why don't you tell people about our patron I account? I it up. I know, but we didn't tell everybody about the patron. We, we usually I, I, talk I, I about I just the... said, if you're not a patron. Okay, so that's the so way I you're going to advertise it. Okay. Go be a patron. All right, join our patron account. Go to our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Oh, my God. Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Give us a rate and review. And okay, you're co completely correct. We're going to end right now and go do a Patreon show. So thanks, guys, for listening and uh, say goodbye. Say goodbye, Shane. Say goodbye, Jeremy. Oh, my God. So